Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech. Executive producer here at the IQ, and this week I want to start off with a very special shout out. So, as I tell you guys, I love when you interact with vidIQ, and I love when you comment to me about the podcast and how it brings you value, how you enjoy listening to it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I took to the Twitters and I was searching for some tube talk tweets, and I found one from Carly. Apparently, And I'm going to assume that it is her seven-year-old son that enjoys listening to Tube Talk. So uh, shout out to Axel, who is a Tube Talk listener, seven years old. Man, I am impressed. He wants to be a YouTuber, learn everything about YouTube. So shout out to Axel. I appreciate you listening to the podcast, man. And hopefully you you continue to enjoy it. And the podcast brings you joy and value. So thank you and thank you to Carly for tuning in. And listen to the Tube Talk every week as I drop new episodes on the podcast. Now, YouTube is continuously updating the platform, bringing us new features in their efforts to compete with their other platforms out there. Well, not their other platforms, but in an effort to compete with other platforms out there like the Twitches and the TikToks of the world. And this week, they announced a special feature as it relates to live streaming, uh, membership gifting is now a thing with YouTube. Now, if you heard it before, you have because it's something that Twitch made popular uh, over there where members of a particular streamer's uh, uh, crew or whatever or stream could give membership to other uh, audience members. So now on YouTube, if you are a channel member, you can now give the membership to another viewer of that channel. Pretty cool. Uh, this feature promotes uh, community uh, engagement and community uh, activity. So we definitely appreciate YouTube's effort to make it easier for creators to make money, get the community more engaged and involved with the stream. And just all the effort that YouTube is doing to make live streaming more appealing on the platform. Because up until recently, if you talked about live streaming, the first thing that came out of your mouth was Twitch. We all know that you can live stream on YouTube, of course, but Twitch was the go-to place for live streaming. But over the past year or so, YouTube have taken great strides in making live streaming more appealing and more plausible on the YouTube platform. So shout out to YouTube for their continuing effort to improve the live streaming environment for us streaming because, you know, your boy Viper likes to stream every week. So I definitely appreciate that. In addition to making money, on this week's episode of Tube Talk, I have a good friend of mine, businesswoman, Miss Romina, is coming on the podcast in a moment, and she's going to talk to us about passive income and about how creators of all different channels and uh, length of time on the creative journey can make money uh, via passive income. Now, if you're not familiar with the term, basically, it boils down to uh, setting up systems to automate ways to bring income into your life. So basically it's like automated income stream. But obviously when we talk about passive income and setting that stuff up, work has to be put into it 
before that money will come flowing to you. But once you get those systems in place, you can do big things with passive income. So we're going to talk to Romina about that here in a few minutes on the podcast. Again, I appreciate you guys listening and enjoying the podcast. If you want to engage with Tube Talk, if you want to ask a question or maybe uh, get mentioned in the podcast, just tweet at vidIQ. Use the hashtag Tube Talk so it makes it easier for me to find your tweet. I'm engaging with the vidIQ Twitter account every day. I get a lot of tweets, so it's easier to find yours if you use the hashtag Tube Talk in your tweet. But without further ado, Let's bring in Romina and talk about passive income. So let's roll to the podcast. Welcome back to Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. And this week, I am joined by content creator, businesswoman extraordinaire, Miss Red Romina. Hi, Romina. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing good. Thank you for taking the time to join me tonight. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great excuse to pour myself some hot tea. I got some peppermint right here. That's right. Let's fill all the tea. Absolutely. <laughs> so I wanted to bring you on the podcast to talk about passive income because you recently have made a tweet about the different ways that creators can make money via passive income. I'm going to break down the 10 uh, ways that you tweeted real quick here, and then we could go into what passive income is and what these different methods entail and different things like that. So Romina tweeted recently 10 ways that people can make passive income within the next year. Number one, sell courses. Number two, make a YouTube channel, which a lot of you are familiar with and on that journey right now. Number three, affiliate marketing. We've talked about that a lot here. Number four, dividend stocks. Some people might not be familiar with what that entails, so we'll get into that later. Number five, sell digital products, of course. Number six, ebook. That seems to be the big thing this year, so definitely legit. Number seven, dropship. We'll get into that. Eight, sponsor content. Of course, we know all about sponsor content. Nine, sell prints like photography, art, different things like that. And 10, software as a service. So those are the 10 different ways that Romina highlighted that people can make money via passive income. So Romina, the first question that we have to ask is, what is passive income? What does that mean exactly? So passive income is when you automate your income. So essentially, you're putting systems into place that will generate income on an automatic Basis. So like on a schedule, this is great for uh, some people have it as like their main source of income, um, but it's great for supplementing your main source of income. Like if you have a job and want some extra money, this is a great way to just have money coming in so that your paycheck isn't the only thing that's paying your bills. It's a really amazing way to kind of alleviate the stress of depending on one source of the income. So like, for example, having to work and then there's this pressure of, well, if I lose this job or if my channel just like falls apart, then like what else do I have that's going to support me and hold me up um, and pay the bills? And this is just one of the many ways that I believe that creators can can supplement their main source of income. Now, you said that passive income is meant to be like as another source of income, not your main source, even though people have used passive income as their main source. But Passive income just doesn't happen magically. You have to set up systems in place to have that money be automated to you, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it can be your main source of income. Uh, I think that's kind of the dream. But it's also good to have a number of these revenues set up and then just have passive income coming in continuously, like having this continuous flow of income. 
at least that's my ideal state and what I strive for and what I would hope that other people do too, because it really does bring a sense of freedom. Definitely. Like if you have a YouTube channel, obviously you have to put out a boatload of videos and be monetized in the YouTube partner program before you will experience passive income. That is your channel making money for you on a day-to-day basis. Again, it just doesn't happen magically. You have to have done some work up front before the income can become passive. So I think we need to just put that out there to let people know that this does require work. It's not something that can happen magically. But if you set up systems, you can definitely uh, generate passive income revenue stream for yourself. Yeah, it takes, depending on what avenue you, you take, it can take a lot of work. It's the iceberg <laughs> analogy where it's like you only see the tip of it and that's what you see and that's the success part of it. And then the iceberg is actually this humongous, massive piece of ice that's just under the surface. And I think that when thinking about passive income, it's not so much like thinking this is a get rich quick scheme because it's not, you're not going to get rich quick. Um, it's more of a way of setting up income streams where you don't have to actively work on it, right? So it's passive. Um, So a a good example of that is uh, my productivity course. So that took me approximately a month to create. So the first week I was working on the outline and the content, the syllabus, everything that I wanted to include in my course. And when I say the week, I mean like Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, like a proper week. And then the second week, I did the scripts for everything. And then the third week, I filmed. And then the last week, week and a half was for editing. And then after that, it was just like posting and doing a little bit of promotion here and there. And so that was a couple years ago. And I make money from it every month. So that's how passive income works. So I had to put in the work up front for it. And then it just kind of pays without me really doing very much. Awesome. So that's a good segue into what I want to talk about next. And that is going through the different methods that you outlined in your tweet. So the first one you did outline was sell courses. So I think a lot of creators have considered selling a course at one time or another. But I think the real question is, when do you know that you are ready as a creator or as a business person in general to sell a course for me? Like, how did you know that you were in that position where you could sell a successful course to people? Because I was already explaining these methods to my friends and other people that I met. <laughs> so, so at least, you know, Viper that I, I love my spreadsheets. And yeah. with that, it comes a lot of organization and being really anal retentive about how my systems are set up day to day so that I can live and function properly. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise it would just be complete chaos. And so because of that, I kind of um, became this expert. I don't like to say the word expert, but I became very proficient in productivity within my inner circle. And so because of that, I decided to put everything together because there are different levels to this, right? So in terms of when people should feel ready to create and sell their courses, If you already know how to do something that you think some of your friends don't know how to do, you can make a course. So there are different levels to this in the sense that like not everybody is going to be super proficient at doing things. And some people are beginners in learning things, right? So you might not have a college professor teaching a five-year-old and six-year-olds, right? In preschool, like you're, you're going to have them at a university, but there is a teacher that is going to be at that preschool teaching those children, right? 
So if you kind of think of it like that, that is a really good entry point to starting courses. And so that's kind of like the the stepping stone after that. Then you can start researching and looking into other things that you might have interest in and start dabbling in and then get interested in, in those topics and learn them as much as possible in order to explain them well. So my next course that's coming out is a course on Notion, and it takes the student from beginner to advanced. And I have an emphasis on collaborating. And the reason for that is because I brought in my good friend and collaborator, Rodrigo. He is amazing at Notion. So I'm like up here in Notion and like Rodrigo is like all the way up here. He might as well have created Notion, right? And so that's also a really great way to make courses as well Is maybe you aren't an expert in your field, but you know someone who is. And if you're able to collaborate with that person and create a course together, that can also help you to enter into the world of creating courses, which I think is is an amazing way for creators to not only make passive income and make some income outside of their channels or whatever kind of content that they're making, but it gives them credibility in other topics in subjects. So, you know, a creator is not just a filmmaker or a podcaster, right? Like they have other interests and they have other things that they are really good at. I mean, they might be really great at making banana bread. I don't know. So you can make a course on banana bread. (laughs) And if you just put that, somebody will be interested in learning from you because it's really not just about the content that you're teaching, but it's also the way that you teach it. It's like, you know, some people were really great at a certain subject in school, but maybe it's not because they're really great at math or history. It's because the way that their teacher explained it helps them to be a good student, right? You will find your student because some your students will come to you. If they see your course and they like the way that you teach, then every course that you make after that, they're going to enroll, even if they're only slightly interested in what you're teaching, because they've already learned from you once before. So they're going to keep wanting to learn. Definitely. Yeah, that, I mean, that is a good thing to when you think about selling courses, like you said, it doesn't have to be solely based on the YouTube content that you're making. You can sell courses for other things that you might be knowledgeable in that may not be with your YouTube channel or it could be linked to your YouTube channel. I mean, it really just depends on what you as an individual want to do, which brings us to number two, making a YouTube channel. Now, we always caution creators about starting a YouTube channel just to make money because it takes a long time. So you are a creator. You have a YouTube channel. You have several YouTube channels. In your experience, Romina, how long does it take someone who is just starting a YouTube channel to turn that channel into something that can generate some decent passive income? It depends on the kind of content that the creator is making on that YouTube channel. So my rule of thumb for any business is two to three years. And so I think that after two to three years, if you aren't generating some kind of revenue or you don't have some kind of profit, then it's a hobby. And so I think that that is a pretty good time frame to really start thinking about whether or not to continue or change up your strategy or do something completely different. Right. In terms of like when you start going into like a microscopic level of seeing like the different kinds of content, I've seen channels that have monetized within like three months. of like making content, right? But those are anomalies because they're channels that went viral or there's something that's very specific and very niche. And so if it's something that's very spectacular, 
like you have someone who is a zookeeper or like is working with really exotic animals and that's their day job and they're just like filming this stuff well it's like okay well not everybody has access to a koala you know (laughs) so it's like that's that's going to affect how quickly you're going to be able to monetize your channel but if you have content that's like straightforward like if we're doing like tutorials or if we're doing something that's extremely like high value those channels can get monetized very quickly because it's not really so much personality based or like personal brand, which can be a little bit more difficult to sell, but it's based on a need. It's a demand that the audience has. And so those channels will generate the kind of engagement that's needed in order to monetize quickly. Definitely. And the good thing about a YouTube channel is that once your videos are up and out there, they're on YouTube forever. So as long as there's interest in that content that you're putting on YouTube, those channel and that content will continue to generate passive income as long as you keep the channel active. So that's definitely a good look. But again, like you said, you're talking about a long term investment because like I, I agree with you on average. You're talking about two to three years of building up a YouTube channel to a point where you're making decent passive income off of it. So just be aware that if that's what you're choosing to do or thinking about doing. Be prepared to roll up your sleeves and put some work in because you're going to have to do that for sure. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by the vidIQ mobile app. You can download it for free on the Android or iOS app stores. And it's here to help you do things like keep track of your competition, research your next video idea, optimize videos you've already posted, and more, all on the go. This is the perfect app to have literally in your back pocket while you're out and about and you find yourself with a few free extra minutes. Having the opportunity to sit down and optimize your latest video or research ideas for your upcoming video can be a game changer and save you a bunch of time as you work to create more YouTube content. Again, you can download the vidIQ mobile app for free on Android or iOS. Just search for vidIQ. Now let's talk about something that I think is a little bit easier as far as generating passive income and that is affiliate marketing. So talk to us about your experience, Romina, with affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing is kind of a nice way of making passive income because really you just have to like products and tell other people that you like products. (laughs) 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 It's like being a personal shopper for like the rest of the world. So with affiliate marketing, you can put links to products or services on your website or your blog or mention these products on your YouTube channel or your stream and then be able to make a cut from any sales that are generated from your link. So if you get enough people who <laughs> who value your opinion on certain products, then you can make pretty decent money just from that. So I don't talk about like gear or physical products very often, but I do have a video where I talk about a backpack. It's like a foldable backpack that you can take with you like when you're traveling and it's really lightweight. And I think that's one of the higher generating affiliate links that I have. So much so that I ended up making a second video about the same backpack because I was like, oh, hey, like <laughs> I'm going to capitalize on this. So I did it again. And and I think that I think that helps like having even the most basic items that you use that maybe you don't think that are kind of trivial and you think like, oh, well, like who cares that I'm using like this thing? It's like, maybe you don't care, but like somebody does, right? I mean, I find myself so often, like even today, I was listening to this girl talk on YouTube and I was like, I really like the way that her voice sounds. And then I realized, I mean, yes, she's very eloquent and she does speak very well, but also I realized that it was the way that it sounded 
And I was like, that sounds really amazing. Like, I need to know what mic that is. Of course, she doesn't have any of that information in her description. So I was very sad. But can you imagine if that was there, then maybe she would have made a cut from like, you know, a $500 mic or something like that, right? So those little things, like people are really curious and they're really nosy. And with some affiliate links, you can even make money even if they don't buy the actual product, right? right? And so that's fun as well, where it's like, there's the link will just like keep tracking that, you know, this person came because of you. And so they'll give you a cut of whatever they end up buying, right? So Amazon does that. Right. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. So it's like, ah, eh, you didn't like what I liked, but... <laughs> I don't care because I got to cut anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Amazon is pretty good for that, even though they cut their revenue split with the creator. So that kind of sucks. Amazon is probably the, the most well-known affiliate program out there. So they are pretty cool. Okay, next on the list, we have dividend stocks. I don't know much about stocks, so why don't you explain to us what we should know about stocks and making passive income from those? Sure. So in short, this is not financial advice. <laughs> um <laughs> I would recommend that you look into investing because investing into stocks in the stock market is a serious thing. And so it's not something that should be taken lightly and you shouldn't just like throw money at it unless you're prepared to lose it. And so with dividend stocks, it's a way in short, like the too long didn't read version of that. It's just rewards that a company will give to shareholders. There's various schedules for paying out these dividends. For some, it's like every quarter and for some, it's like every month. And so there's different types of dividend stocks. And once you start collecting these cuts, like these rewards from the company, you can do drip, which is like you just reinvest it back into the same stock if you want. And so it eventually gets to a point where let's say that a stock is worth $20 and you get $20 worth of dividend stocks and you have it to auto invest and buy that same stock again. You've essentially just gotten that stock for free. I'm um, in so many words. I don't want anybody like any <laughs> sharks coming at me and being like, that's not what it is. Pretty much that's what it feels like. And it's great, right? Um, like to actually get to that point where your money compounds to the point where it's just kind of like growing on trees. <laughs> like it does feel very nice, but it does take a while to get to that point. And so my suggestion for that, again, this is not like financial advice. I'm not going to say like where you should put your money, but it is possible to do fractional shares. So for example, if there is a stock that's like $20, but you don't have $20 to just like spend, some brokerages do allow you to buy stocks in fractions. Meaning if you only have a dollar to spend, you can just put a dollar in and buy a dollar worth of that $20 stock. And so if you do that, over enough time, then eventually you'll start owning enough shares of the stock and generating more revenue. And so dividend stock is, uh, it does rely on how many shares of the stock you own. So of course, like the more stocks that you that you own, then you're making more money off of it. But it's pretty good. Like once you once you start and it starts compounding again, it does kind of feel like you're just planting seeds and growing money at that point. Pretty cool. Always. Uh, anytime you talk about money growing on trees, definitely. All right. So I know this next one, we kind of highlighted it earlier, but talk to us a little bit more about digital products and some of the digital products that you've seen out there that people have sold. Sure. Actually, I just saw one today. My friend sent me a screenshot of, or maybe it was yesterday or today. It was someone who had sold a bunch of templates from Notion and he mm -hmm. made $100,000 in a month. Ooh, wow. So 
that's like wild to me because there's people who are giving notion templates away for free. Like, and so there's, and then this guy just like comes in and he's like, Nope, I make six figures in 30 days <laughs> off of these templates. Hey, you know what the Joker said in the dark night? If you get it, they never do it for free. <laughs> right. It, he's right though. He's right though. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, all right. You know, if you can afford to do it for free, then that's on you. But like we got, we, we got this guy over here. You can buy a couple Teslas with that. So with digital products, it, it really can be anything. So there's uh, presets for photography where you can just have, you know, templates for what you want photos to look like. And people can use that when they're editing their own photos. And then there's also uh, on my own website, I have this kind of resume job, like landing your dream job bundle. And so it has a few templates for resumes and also uh, cover letters. And then and then there's an ebook as well that's included in that. So it's a it's a bundle that's on my website and that's a digital product. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that this can kind of and I guess now at this point we also have NFTs as well, but we won't even jump into that because that's, that's a buzzword. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other podcast for sure. Definitely. We talked about telling courses earlier, so that's another example. And our mutual friend Roberto Blake has his YouTube starter kit. So uh just another example of digital products that uh, you can sell that is possible out there in our current creator economy and the economy as a whole. Which brings us to ebooks, which is interesting because our mutual friend Roberto Blake also is uh, going to be selling an ebook later this year. Any other notable ebook that you've read lately or uh, that come to the top of mind, Romina? Yeah, the job bundle has an ebook that's included. And ebooks are a great way if you have a lot to say, which our dear friend Roberto does. Um, Just a little bit. If you can package that into a nice little book, a little PDF that people can download, then you have yourself an ebook. So I've made ebooks for photography, for headshot photography. So I used to have a headshot photography business. And so one of the things that I did was I had an ebook for getting the best headshot. And so it had a number of tips and examples of how to get a really great headshot. And so I would give this ebook away for free. And of course, the idea behind that is that by the end of the book, the reader would realize, hey, this is actually really hard. Instead of taking the photo myself, I'm just going to pay Romina to take pictures for me. <laughs> it is a way that you are able to make some extra money as well if you want to sell your ebooks, but don't discard the idea of actually giving it away for free and using that to give you leverage in order to sell something else, right? So if you have like a, a higher ticket item, then that might be another way of, of utilizing ebooks. But ebooks is a great, a great way, especially if you're like very creative and enjoy writing. There's so many ways that you can self-publish now and you can have your books on Kindle, which is so exciting. And I think that if you do enjoy writing, then this is this is a really great way of doing it because it's creative. You know, it's fun. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. There's all sorts of ebooks out there and basically in any, any subject matter that you want to do research on or, or read about, uh, you can find an ebook on it for sure. Which brings me to the next thing on your list, dropship. I had never heard of this term until you put it in your tweet. So can you please explain to us what exactly is a dropship? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Dropshipping is essentially 
Well, it's kind of like white labeling. So what it is, is you have a shop and you don't have any inventory. So essentially, when you when you start a shop, usually is you buy, you know, a thousand units of a thing, and then you buy it at wholesale, and then you mark it up and then you sell it right when you open your shop for a markup, right? So with drop shipping, you don't actually buy any inventory until the product is sold. And so there's a few different ways of doing it. But basically, I mean, there's a lot of videos that will break this down so much better than what I can right now. But essentially, what happens is that your shop serves as like the intermediary between the customer and then the factory, right? So whenever the order comes in, then the factory gets that order and then we'll send it out to your customer. And you can even like add labels, make it very custom. Like it doesn't look like it just came from a factory, right? It looks like it came from Viper Shop, right? So it's very, uh, it, it looks, it looks cool and it looks legit. Um, and if you do it right with like ads, I've seen people make a ton of money from that. It's, it's very similar to kind of doing merch, like how some YouTubers do merch. So I used to have a shop where I was selling journals and apparel, like shirts and things like that. The journals was, I, I believe the journals were like my high ticket items for some reason. I guess because I just put like a pretty photo on them and people just really like them. <laughs> but I think like I've seen even like people who just make a very simple shirt that just says like, I love pugs. And then they just like drop ads in like the biggest Facebook groups for like pug lovers. And they just make bank because like what pug lover isn't going to buy a shirt that says, I love pugs, right? I mean, that's that good marketing right there. <laughs> Yeah, you just you sell to the right audience and they're just gonna they're just gonna buy. So funny because as you were describing that, I'm thinking about wait a minute, I do this already. I have a merch shop at Teespring and I don't have shirts on me, but when people order the shirt through my Teespring link, they end up getting shirts. So like you said, it's a lot like a YouTuber and merch and how we do merch and, and other things like that. So that, yeah. It's almost like a creation of the product on demand, more or less. So interesting. I didn't know it had an actual name. So thank you. <laughs> All right, the next one, we don't have to spend too much time on sponsored content. I think we all know what sponsored content is. A company or a person tells you to talk about their product or service. You see a lot of times on YouTube where a creator will start the video off by saying, this video is sponsored by such and such, any number of companies or things like that. So we, we know what sponsored content is. We're not going to spend too much time on that. Uh, Y'all know how that goes. And it is a great way for creators to make money. And that's why a lot of times when a lot of people be complaining about ads and creators making money off of ads, no, 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 no. Sponsored content is how some creators put food on their tables and feed their families and their team. So uh should be a little bit more considerate when your favorite creators are doing sponsored content, as long as they're not shoving down your throat. I mean, as long as they're doing it in moderation, I don't see any issue with creators doing sponsored content. What are, what are your thoughts on it? So I just wanted to add on the how this is passive income. So because, yes, you can make an actual video when that is sponsored content. But then if that video is, this is tied to to number two, which is the making the YouTube channel. So if you have that content that's up there and like you've created the sponsored content, which hopefully the brand has paid you for upfront, mm-hmm. 
you will then continue to make money off of it because of the ads that are rolling on there or because of the depending on like the contract if you can have ads on that video or not but if you don't then you are still generating engagement and an audience that will be watching your other videos and hopefully that will also bring you some more passive income through your youtube channel so and then also that's so when you're doing sponsored content, there's also a tie there with affiliate marketing, right? Because sometimes the brand that you work with will give you a link so that you can continue to make money off of a product. You have commissions and it's a special link that's just for you based on the video or blog or whatever you made for that sponsored content. Absolutely. Definitely. Which brings us to selling prints. The example you use for photography and art, I think that's self-explanatory. I think you, you said you had a bundle that maybe included some art or something like that. Yeah, I also did sell prints of my photography. And I had like posters and, and little like postcards, like small, small prints. And that's, a, again, that's pretty easy to do like with print on demand stuff, but you could also get something a lot nicer. And if you have something like a shop that's set up, then you just have to set it up the one time. And then once you have it set up, if you have enough of a following or if you have enough people who are interested in your artwork and your photography, then they'll want to buy your prints. I know that like some of my friends, I love having some of their works. It's nice to be able to point to something and be like, oh, yeah, my friend actually took that, right? Or made that, painted that, right? Like just be, to be able to say that is is pretty cool. And yeah, I think that one's a pretty, in terms of like art. So if you are painting on a canvas or sketchbook or whatever, obviously those are one of ones and you might not want to sell those. Or if you do like that would be it. That's not really passive income, but you can sell prints of your artwork. And there's also places that will create your artwork on a canvas so that it kind of looks like it's on. So it is on a canvas and then it kind of looks like it's a painting on a canvas, right? So it makes it look a little bit more like the original piece and not just like a poster or a postcard that you got. So those are some other ways that artists can make some passive income off of a thing that they made once. So people can still enjoy it and, and put it in their living rooms. Definitely. That is awesome. Which brings us to our last item on the list, software as a service. So talk to us a little bit about that. So this one's a little bit more hands-on. Um, so if you're not an engineer or programmer, then this might be a little bit more difficult to do. I have jumped into trying to create my own SaaS and it's very complicated and it takes time to do sometimes. But if you if you're clever enough, you could probably get something out with uh, within a year. I actually have a friend levels. He goes by levels and he had like this goal to make I don't know how many products or like platforms within a month or something like that. Like it was like something or like make a different one every month for like six months or something like wild like that. Well, the first like two months, I think like they were complete duds. And then I think it was like by month three or four, he actually created this website called, I believe it, it was a digital nomads one. And so digital nomads is a website where it's also it's a community essentially where digital nomads or people who work remotely can look at different cities around the world and see uh, the livability of those cities. 
so they can see like how great like Wi-Fi is, how transportation is, how safe it is, like cost wise, what is rent like? Like if you want to get an Airbnb for a month or three months, like what does that cost? So these are all things that he aggregated into like this one website, right? And it just kind of came from this idea of like making something as like rudimentary as possible. And he's since then made like a bunch of different ones. He has one that's like, it's like a map of different neighborhoods. But instead of like geographically like showing places, it's based on like culture. So like, for example, like, like, (laughs) I keep thinking because it's kind of funny that there's some like inappropriate stuff that's on there. But basically, like, the map would say something like where all the influencers hang out, right? Like something like that, right? So it's kind of like fun stuff like that, where it's just like, yeah, this is like an area you might not want to go to, or like, this is like where everybody's like high on like coffee, right? And so having like all these little notes on this map, again, these are all things that are accumulated, like community based, right? But he, he creates a software in order for this for these platforms to exist, right? So essentially, like how this works as as a passive income is like you charge for like a subscription or you have some kind or you have like ads or you have some kind of like commission base. So there's a ton of different ways that you can make revenue off of like software as a service. But it's again, like passive income is not so much that like you just kind of do it and like you leave it. Like if it breaks and like you stop making that money, right? So it's like, it is automated income, but just like with your YouTube channel, you have to eventually come back to your YouTube channel, right? Like you have to keep making content um, if you want to keep making money or increasing your revenue, right? But it is passive in the sense that you don't have to actively be doing it every single day in order to make money every single day. Yeah, the cool thing about software is certain that as long as it's working, you can make money. Money will be coming into you. But like Romina said, you just can't leave it alone because if it stops working for whatever reason, then you got to go investigate and figure it out and fix the kinks and bugs so you can get it back up and running 24-7 so you could continue to get that passive income coming in for sure. So Romina, out of all the things that we've discussed about the way to make passive income, what would you say is the easiest way for someone to make passive income out of all the things that we've discussed so far? What is the easiest way? The easiest way to start making passive income. Yep. I don't know if I like saying that. The easiest way, that sounds like cheating a little bit. Okay. Well, what's the quickest way to make passive income out of all the things that we've discussed? I think that would depend on the person, right? So like, for example, my ebook that I wrote about, about landing your dream job, I think maybe that took me like a day or two to write. And then maybe like on the third day, I did all the graphic stuff, like to make it like really pretty. And so that is like something that just... And I put it up on the website. So I don't know, maybe that took like a few days to do because I set us out at a weekend to put that all together. Right. And then like selling courses, like I took a month to make my first uh, like the productivity course. And that might seem like a long time for some people to just like dedicate full time to it. Right. But I started making money immediately, like, you know, after I was done. So those are all, those are some of the the ones that I would say are like, it would depend, like if you already have eBooks ready, like if you already have notes on like stuff that you want to talk about or things that you want to teach and like selling a course is like right on making a YouTube channel. If you have a ton of content that you're ready to just like bust out and like have a video or two every week, 
like then you're ready. Like you can just start making that right and putting stuff out there. Now, other stuff like sponsored content relies on you having some kind of audience, right? You so you got to build that up for this. That's not going to happen. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I want to make sponsored content as like my passive. Like, nah, that's not going to happen. You have to have like a reason for brands to to pay you for that, right? So it really depends on on where you're at, right? In order to really pick what you want to start making passive income with. Yeah, that makes sense. Really just depends on your individual experience. So in your opinion, which one of these ways would be the most lucrative over time to make passive income from your experience? So that really depends, again, on on what it is that you're doing. Like I've seen some people make a lot of money off of uh, their YouTube channels, right? Like in the seven figures. But then I've seen people with so many more subscribers making so much less money. So I wouldn't rely on that. And I wouldn't really say that there's one exclusive one that's the absolute definition of lucrative. But I do think that doing software as a service can lead to very lucrative business if you find something that's really helpful to a lot of people who really need it. So if you find something that needs to be fixed, then you probably have a nice chunk of change that's just waiting around to be to be made. Dividend stocks could also be lucrative, but only if you have the capital. So if you have enough money to invest like right away, you start making a lot of money right away. Um, But we're talking like six figures, like putting down like a mill, right? So yes, you can make a lot of money um, right away. uh, But I think that in terms of being lucrative, dividends would take a long time in order to actually make it be very lucrative if you are not putting down a whole bunch of money up front. <laughs> if you're not putting down your life saving what you're saying, y'all. Right. What you're saying. <laughs> okay, so do you have any advice for anybody that's looking to get into passive income? What would your advice be for any newbie? Don't take any advice from anyone who says you can do it overnight. Mm. It's not something that happens right away. And you do have to put in a significant amount of work and effort, or at least be able to do research to make sure that the method that you choose is right for you, right? So like making a YouTube channel sounds like a lot of fun, but it is also a lot of work. And it is essentially a full-time job that may or may not pay you for an entire year or two or three or more. I would say that my advice is to be careful with where with where you tread and really do all of your research and see which one is really right for you and what you expect to do. So what I would say to add on to that is in terms of like low stakes, I would say like doing an ebook is, is a really great way to just start, right? Because everybody's got something to say. Doing an ebook is really good. If you can make a YouTube channel and just start creating content, Again, super low stakes. Like these are things that are not going to break the bank in order to get started because you can start a YouTube channel for free. And most everybody has a smartphone that has a very nice camera and you can just start filming stuff and you can start experimenting and see what it is that you like to do and like to create. Right. Um, If you're a photographer or an artist selling prints, these are things that are so low stakes that I would say start with the ones that are low stakes and that are not going to break your bank and that are not super risky for you to start if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know exactly what you'd like to be doing. Um, So if you're still experimenting, figure out what it is that's going to be the less risky avenue for you to take since it can be something that you either invest a lot of time, money or energy to start. 
sound advice from the awesome one herself. Romina, if the people want to rock with you, if they want to follow you, where are the best places to follow you at? I am at Red Romina. The best place to follow me is on Twitter. And you can just find me there. All of my things are all connected there. <laughs> Twitter's my country. That's where I hang out. Damn right. Twitter is awesome. Romina, as always, a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate you making time. Thank you. For Romina, I am Viper. Thank you to all of you all for listening to another episode of Tube Talk. I will be back next week on Tube Talk, presented by Vid IQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by Vid IQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.